Hello, 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 and thank you for tuning in to Tease Me. This podcast is designed to share inspirational conversations that highlight the benefit of playing golf for business or recreation. This is actually the first episode, and I'm really excited to be here with you. So thank you for tuning in. How this podcast came to be was I kept telling these amazing stories about golf, and no one really appreciated the depth of the conversations that I would have on the golf course. And for those that don't play, I want you to feel and experience the same thing. I have really no other hobbies, so this is, this is pretty much it. For the most part, the goal of this is to tell you a few good stories and entertain you and keep you excited or make you excited about the game. What I love about the people that I play with, they're always so unique. And every time I play, I get an opportunity to really practice humility and patience. Other people don't practice the humility. I mean, I like to talk a little bit of trash every now and then, but there are some people that are really, really terrible golfers and they still talk a lot of trash. Okay, that wasn't very nice. I'll burn some sage and clear that bad mojo. When I tell someone that I play, they kind of size me up, they look me up and down, and they say, what is your handicap? And I'm like, my handicap is really not that good. And I've come to the realization and understand why. I talk too much. Not that I'm chatterbox on the golf course, but I'm really not super focused on the game sometimes. In those moments, I'm focused on getting to know the person that I'm playing with. Golf requires so much concentration, and it takes a very masterful person to pay attention to their shots, to listen to a great story, and to execute. And it just takes a lot of time and discipline, but my focus has really been on getting to know people. There are other things that help me to make this decision, and when I say losing a a good friend, one of my golf buddies, was probably the most pivotal moment and put me into this point where I wanted to tell stories and really tell the stories of people that I had met because I regret not being able to interview him and being able to have a conversation about his life and his family and his experiences with golf in this forum. I appreciate the time that we've had on the course as friends and the people that he had introduced me to through golf. And by way of that, we are a golf community and family now, and I, and I really appreciate that. As I reflect on how I got here, I know that I've glossed over my professional career because quite honestly, it never brought me as much joy as this moment right now. And I have to say, while it was a tragic, untimely death, it is the one thing that helped position me in a space where I'm willing to explore my passion, my dream, and memorialize content and conversations with people that are exceptional and excellent. I'm going to try to keep this classy, but every now and then I might have to tell a story or illustrate a point, and I'm not going to be talking about anyone per se. The story will be a life learning lesson. That's a better way to explain it. And what I don't want you to do is try to figure out who I'm talking about. I don't want you to try to reverse engineer the story, the conversation, the date, the scenario. Just know it's a good story for the benefit of education and learning. What a lot of people don't know about me is that I believe time is our most valuable resource. I really hate it when people waste my time. I really try to be intentional and deliberate with how I use my time. And I also feel like God has given us a finite amount of time to be very purposeful in our existence. And it took me a while to recognize that. But I remember a colleague, I think his name was Darmesh, 
at my last job, no, at a job, mentioned, he's like, you know, Latoya, you give so much of your time. You're always volunteering. It means a lot because time is the most valuable resource. And I never forgot that. And I thought about how much time I spend on the golf course. And it's me making a decision and a choice to commune and be in that space. But I recognize its importance to me. So as you think about what you're going to do with your time, think about the importance of being with someone for five hours. That person chose to be with you. So how many billable hours you have or how much you get paid per hour. If you look at it from that perspective, it's one thing. But we will live and we will die at a certain point. And the only thing we have in common is time. So whether you determine that your time came from energy or if it came from God or if you were just, you hatched, I don't really know. What I do know is that five hours on the golf course is probably one of the most prolific, profound uses of your time. My how I got here story definitely needs to include part of my professional journey because it's really what allowed me to appreciate the importance of golf. While I started my career in manufacturing as a computer programmer, I eventually moved into finance and found a position on Wall Street. While working at Goldman Sachs and Barclays, These are the roles that really allowed me to see the importance of golf, and being able to play was a great way for me to differentiate myself and really set myself apart from my colleagues, mainly because it was a conversation starter. Rarely did you find the technologists having conversations with the front office professionals, but in my case, it really gave me a a way to have a common language and experience. Usually in my role, I am, or I was, focused on implementing technology that was going to transform how a business area functioned. And what that means is I pretty much automated things that were very manual using existing platforms or building out platforms um, from scratch. And what I loved about my role was it was very early on that I loved organizing and optimizing and project management. And I found a space that really spoke to my skill set. I loved automation and digital transformation and using technology to do things in a more efficient way excited me. And so I spent the majority of my career doing that. However, the biggest challenge in those spaces is feeling like you've met or found your life purpose and what you're passionate about. If you were to ask people that know me, not knew me, but actually know me, what I enjoy spending my time doing, they will say golf. I plan my vacations around golf. Golf is my mental health day. It is the way that I relax and rejuvenate. Some people go to the gym, some take a long run, some go to the spa, some get pedicures, some cook. But for me, it's going to play golf. And I started to wonder if that is how I escape, then why is that not my passion? And This podcast is an exploration of a space that I wanted to explore personally. I wanted to tell people stories. I am fascinated by people. I enjoy hearing about them, and I am even more um, honored when they share their truths with me. And it's funny because I think back to a sermon that my pastor at First Corinthian Baptist Church in Harlem shared, he shared an excerpt from uh, Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman that speaks to or speaks about the sound of the genuine and like following the sound of the genuine. And I'm going to read part of that. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that or not, but I'm going to do it anyway. 
There's something in every one of you that waits, listens for the genuine in yourself. And if you cannot hear it, you will never find whatever it is for which you are searching. And if you hear it and then do not follow it, it was better that you had never been born. You are the only you that has ever lived. Your idiom is the only idiom of its kind in all the existences. And if you cannot hear the sound of the genuine in you, you will all of your life spend your days on the ends of the strings that someone else's pull. And that's not really what it said because I didn't even really read it right. I recommend you check it out for yourself. Google is your friend. What we will explore are those genuine stories, the intersection of golf, business, life, and networking, most importantly. If you think about what are some of the challenges with networking, it has a negative connotation. But the reality is people are often uncomfortable talking to strangers. And golf is a space where talking to strangers is probably the most beneficial interaction you can have. Because honestly, it's a time where you are exploring and getting to know and understanding someone else. And you add value when you can essentially deliver on behalf of those conversations, if that makes sense. If you think about what are people's usual um, tendencies or distractions, back in the day, people would look at their watch. I'm being general, and you're wondering if what I'm saying is true. The next time you see someone check their watch, ask them what time it is. There's a high probability they will need to look at their watch again because it's just a time filler. It's a way to distract yourself from making eye contact or looking extremely and overly busy, like you're on your way somewhere when you're probably not really on your way and you're probably already late. Even today, people still look at their watch when they're uncomfortable. But now people look at their phone when they're uncomfortable. When you're on the golf course, that's really not an option. You're supposed to put your phone away and you're supposed to be present 100% of the time. And I think that that's another reason people don't necessarily love golf. I mean, aside from the other millions of reasons people list, but when you think about how vulnerable you are, you're really exposed for five hours. You can't really hide in something. You can get really focused on your shot, but you can't escape into anything else on the golf course. It is you, the club, the person you're with, and a whole lot of grass. I will keep today's podcast super short, super sweet. Your homework is to be present. I'd like you to use this time to prepare yourself for a round of golf and be present. What does that look like? What does that mean in my day-to-day life? Real simple. Pay attention to how many times you use your watch, your phone, or some other random thing to distract yourself from being in that moment and ask yourself, why did I just do that? Now, That is the reality for most of us. However, it is probably the one thing that prevents you from networking in any given case. You look unapproachable. You look like someone that does not want to talk to others. And maybe you genuinely feel this way. That's fine. You cannot do that on the golf course. So today's lesson is the pregame. We are talking about being present. And I can't wait to talk to you again soon.